Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman Woo! here with you on a Friday morning. Glad you've joined us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churning Spoon Ice Cream. Assuming the McDonald's sign hasn't toppled over and uh, hit and crushed Strange Brew Coffee. I don't know if you saw that tweet earlier tonight from our friend Drew Walker. The McDonald's sign. It was swaying. It was swaying in the wind, like like big time, like a flagpole. And uh, yeah, so hopefully they're still there. If they are, well, you'll know when you get there because there will there still be a restaurant. And if there is, then you need to go in there, grab yourself a uh, an ice cold or a piping hot beverage to start your morning, whichever one suits you better, and get off your day off to a great start. Also, want to give a shout out to our listener John uh, Provenza. Is that it? Got his name on here. I've about blown through mine already, John. Yeah, hook us up with a couple of uh, <laughs> couple of gift cards for Churning Spoon for me and Strange Brew for uh, for Joel. We really very appreciate much appreciate that. it. Always As appreciate always. that. Whenever you guys are kind enough to do that. So, uh, so yeah, Strange Brew Coffee House. You know what the deal is. College Corner. We got one more. Actually, no. I guess this morning I'll be picking a winner from our uh, from the. Uh, the, the giveaway we did, uh, I think we got over 200 entries, so I'm very excited about that. One of you is going to get a free sh- T-shirt from College Corner. The rest of you guys, hey, you can always buy that T-shirt at College Corner. Great price available for you there. It's available at collegecornerstore.com. And, of course, uh, there are two locations there. They're in Ridgeland by, by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. This Father's Day, guys, get yourself taken care of with a gift from College Corner. <clears throat> Excuse me. Humble Taco, I went back. I was there uh, Wednesday night, took the family, had a great meal there at Humble Taco. It's such a great place. I mean, yeah. just you know, inside and outside, it, it, the people there are so nice. It, it, you, don't, you don't feel like you're eating at City Bagel, I'll say that. Like, you know, I was worried. I always worry about that with you, when, a, when a new restaurant takes over an old space. And I think I've brought this up before. Like, the old McDonald's that was on the other side of 12, like five different restaurants were in there. And I, every time I would yeah. walk in, I'd just be like, I'm at McDonald's. Like, they put a steak and seafood place in there. White tablecloth. Ate there once. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I'm eating at McDonald's. I'm eating steak at McDonald's. It's What's steak Donald's. I'm trying to remember what that was called. Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember either. Yeah. I ate there once. It, was good. it was good, too. But you're eating at McDonald's. Humble Taco, though, doesn't give you that same vibe. You feel like you're in a brand new place, and it's a great place to go. Definitely check it out the next time you're in Starville. If you're up here for postseason baseball, which there apparently is going to be. <laughs> Make sure that it's on the list for you, Joel. Be- before we get to that, can yeah. we do trivia here for a second? Like, yeah, sure. Not, okay, it was the steak and seafood place, which we cannot remember the name. Right. Of. It was a Mexican place, right? Yes. It was Fat Boy Phillies. Yes. It was Bones Barbecue. Yeah, and then it was Bojangles, right? And then it was Bojangles, and then Denny's. But Bojangles and Denny's, they tore it down. They tore it down and built and, and built. Well, from I, th- scratch, I think. Right? I think. No, no, no. I think Bojangles kept McDonald's. Denny's was the first one to flatten it and put the new one in. 
and now it's a car wash. And all that happened in like a span of 10 years. Basically in a decade, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, there you go. All right, so I have some questions for you to start this show. Are you ready? I mean, I'm sitting in this right. chair. I've got the mic in front of my face, so let's go. To the nearest foot, the average human small intestine measures at what length? The average human small intestine? Yeah. 54 feet. Okay. You're wrong. Uh, how many <laughs> of the five dwarf planets in our solar system consistently orbit inside the orbit of Neptune? Seven. Uh, wrong again. And uh, last one here. Uh, most scholars credit Joseph Henry with the invention of what in 1831? Uh, what would be invented in 18... The, the wheel. I don't know. The wheel. <laughs> I don't well, know. I didn't ask you those questions to make you look like a fool. Uh, I didn't know the answer to any of them either. What I wanted to show you that you had a better chance of answering those questions than Alabama's hitters had of making contact in the ninth inning off of Landon Sims. Yeah, they had no chance. You had a better chance of nailing all three. By the way, the answers are 17, 1, and the telegraph. They had no chance. Mississippi State gets the win, 4-2. to two. <laughs> A really good pitching night for Christian McLeod and Landon Sims. And then State gets the runs when they need them. Uh, all in all, a very good night for Mississippi State. You saw that... Uh, Florida went down to Arkansas. That puts MSU uh, into the top four uh, with the uh, the win uh, with the uh, the loss of Florida there. So as it, I mean, State's now in full control of their own destiny. Right, right. If State, yeah, you State, win out, you're good. Yeah, and if that happens, you're you're going to be in fine shape. So right now, as it stands, MSU is going to be the uh, I guess the four seed over there. I, 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 I'm double checking here. I don't know what happened with Vandy and Kentucky. They're, Vandy won. Did they win? You sure? I'm 99.9% sure I saw that score. I think it was like 4-2. to two. Oh, walk-off. Wasn't it 4-2? to two? Uh, That is the final score, 4-2. Yeah, I thought, I thought that was what I saw. On a walk-off home run, so Kentucky could have really done State a favor there and could have done Joel, Bri- Joel and Brian a favor and gotten State out of this damn 8 o'clock bracket. But I guess that's not going to happen. Well, hey, there's still time There's left. still time. State just needs Kentucky to win one. And state if, if State sweeps. Now, let me ask you this. What feels different today... Then after the game one of the Missouri series, which State would go on to lose those two games, I feel we talked. We did the show after that game, and it was it was you know State was lucky to get this win. I don't feel like State was lucky to get this win. Their pitching dominated. Their pitching dominated. Uh, I don't believe they made an error, did they? No. Yeah, a clean game mm-hmm. from beginning to end. I mean, the only criticism that you would have of the night at all is, you know, it took the bats a little while to get going. Then they had the big seventh inning to, you know, scored all four runs, of course, in that seventh inning. But, um, I mean, State ran into a pretty tough customer on the mound on Friday – or, excuse me, Thursday night. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Tyler – is Tyler. it Raz? Tyler Raz. You would think, well, you know, seeing the game – I think it's like, the, the, it it's like the southern word for rice. <laughs> Raz. I'll tell you what uh, – Thursday night – It might night, actually be Ross now that I think about it, but go ahead. Whatever it was um, – the synonym for it on Thursday night was really good. Yeah. but Because, I mean, he, he was. He, he kept staying in check. Um, Chris Lamona said in the postgame, um, you know, spoiler alert, Brian and I are in Starkville. I was not yeah, we there weren't in that postgame. But the, the postgame interview on the radio that uh, 
he basically, Raz, had went against the scouting report and, and was just jamming them in all night long kind of thing. And mm-hmm. But, long story short, McLeod was good enough that he held them down until State busted loose. And Kellum Clark, just a revelation here in the late season. Yeah, just, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more uh, about him for sure. His bats going. And, and, and then there was this kid that, you know, finally in his career he had a big hit for Mississippi State, Tanner Allen. Just two-run double into the uh, gap. to two for four And really when he got that hit, it's like game over because Sims is coming in yeah. here in just a minute. Yeah. They gave and him I think McLeod, McLeod did have another They gave him one more but, inning, he, which he had to labor through, but he got through it. Really good night for Christian McLeod. Road Christian versus home Christian strikes its head again, though. He's just better on the road. Yeah. And I don't know what that means for Mississippi State uh, in a couple weeks when they're hosting regionals. But he, he's just better on the road for some reason. And tonight was a – but look at his last two road starts. He's given up, what, one run in 14 innings and struck out, I think, 20 – or no, I'm sorry, struck out 16 in those in those uh, 14 innings. Like giving up maybe like maybe three hits total. I mean, that's that's incredible. And then you look at his home starts, and he, he he's struggling to get to the fourth every game. It's – why? I honestly think that it is truly one of those just crazy baseball things. Like, there's no rhyme or reason to it. It's just how it has worked out. Because, I mean, it wasn't against SEC competition, but I guess pretty much every start he had last year was on the home mound, right? And he was four dominant starts. You know, I, I, I don't think there's anything to it. It's just how it's worked out. And... uh you know, I think he just as easily could return to the home mound here for a regional in a couple weeks and have a good start. I don't, I don't think that there's the the only thing that concerns you is does he think about it? Like when right. he goes out there on the mound, is he like, well, crap, I have bad starts every time I'm here, and you try to do something a little different than you're used to doing, and all of a sudden you're just out. Here's our word: off kilter. And uh, yeah. that that's the only thing that concerns you is does it get in his head? Yeah. I think from a physical standpoint, there's nothing to it other than just sheer it's how it's worked out. Things were very much in kilter tonight. For, they were for Christian McLeod. And then the thing is, like, it's obviously something mental, which means you can get through it. I think if it's a physical thing, you know, like if you just can't throw the ball, well, then you just can't throw the ball. We obviously know Christian McLeod is a fantastic pitcher. He's going to be hell on wheels, and we're like, we're starting you at every road start in MLB. <laughs> you never, you're never going to start at home. Um, and then you bring in Sims, 30 pitches, I believe. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. I had a friend of mine say, well, I'm glad that we won, but Sims is probably done. And I was like, you know, you just hope that you don't need him again. And we'll see how Well, if you don't takes. pitch Sims, you may not have won. You know, like, yeah. that's what yeah, people he, that complain about. I don't, and he wasn't complaining. This yeah. guy wasn't complaining. He was just like, it's just sort of the byproduct of this. I, I mean, you're you bringing in Sims there. I, I did see some people on the message boards like, is there just not a setup guy? And I get that. But is there anybody you trust? One hundred percent trust. Like we need because you need that win. You're not going to sweep if you don't get the first one. To steal from a uh, an old friend of mine. Yeah, you can't win them all. If you you can't win them first. all if you don't win the first one. So, I mean, you you had to go to you had to go to Sims there. I get that. And you know he labored a little in the eighth. Obviously in the ninth, nobody touched him. And he could probably come back on Sunday if you absolutely needed it for some reason. But if you win tomorrow. Here's what I'm saying on Sims, and you tell me if you disagree. You've gone this far treating him the way you have. If you win tomorrow, I would not worry about it until the regional. I would definitely well, not pitch him twice in the, in the tournament. Particularly if you win tomorrow and Florida loses, yeah, and, you, and, you, and you lock yourself into that, in, yeah. that top four seed, and 
you don't have to play that Tuesday game. And and you're really, I guess at that point, correct me if I'm wrong, if you win Friday, today, I guess, as most of you are listening, and Florida loses, you're essentially not playing for much of anything on Saturday, right? Yeah, more or less. I mean, the only thing that... I guess if it shakes itself out and certain teams lose, could you maybe get a share of something there? Well, no, because Arkansas playing Florida takes that out of the equation. If Florida wins the next... You're two behind Arkansas, right? So Florida could theoretically beat them the next two, and you sweep. Yeah. And then... But then you also need Vandy to drop one and Tennessee to drop one. Yeah, you need lots of... There's a lot... They they put a graphic up, and I think that's right, but... I think you're just better off at this point. The, the best case scenario for Mississippi State and for Joel and Brian and the rest of us who cover Mississippi State is for State to sweep and Vandy to drop one. That would put State at third. That way we're not all up watching first pitch at like 9.30 on Wednesday night. Exactly, which is what we want. We all want that. And, of course, when State plays the 9.30 game, which is really the 8 o'clock game, but it's always starting at 9.30, and it will, it's it going to go 16 in innings. Yeah, there's, just, there's just no question about that. I'm not even sure. I have to look I see, to see who State would be playing. They would play in the winter of 5-12, so that would be Florida, and I, I think it's going to end up being Auburn, but I could be wrong. Auburn won tonight over Missouri. LSU lost tonight, lost to Texas A&M. They are in real trouble now as far as making the NCAA tournament. They they need, really needed a sweep. Now they've lost back-to-back games to uh, to, to not good teams. So They kind of need to just not lose again. They need to. And I'm, and I'm including mean, Hoover in that. They could lose <laughs> one in Hoover, but getting to Saturday would not hurt them. I'll put it that way. Um, Ole Miss got the win tonight, two nothing over Georgia. I don't know how many pitches Nikhazy threw, but he threw seven shutout innings. Uh, I know he's really good, Nikhazy. Yeah, you can make a strong case for him to be the SEC pitcher of the year. You really can. There's never been a stronger group for SEC pitcher of the year, in my opinion, between Leiter, Rocker, Cops, Sims, and Nikhazy. Has Doug had an like an off start all year? I feel like he's been pretty strong. Uh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember. I'd have to I'd have to look. I don't know the answer to that off the top of my head, but it seems like it feels like yeah he's been pretty strong. I mean, I, we saw him pitch the best game he pitched all year. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then there's another game. Oh, like was Arkansas. I was like Tennessee uh, lost to South Carolina. I was like Tennessee beat South Carolina tonight. So they're keeping they are keeping the pressure there on Arkansas. If Arkansas were to lose a game and Tennessee were to sweep, I believe Tennessee would be the SEC champions, which would be an incredible story. Nobody would have predicted that prior to the season. Um, that's a really good baseball team up there uh, in Knoxville. Really good baseball team here in Starkville uh, as well. Let's uh, let's move on into the second half of the show. That's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. Guys, they have got a great special that's going to be running uh, from today all the way into Memorial Day. And, I mean, it is just fantastic. Brisket, short ribs, beef back ribs. That's what I'm cooking this weekend. The picanha, which I cooked, you remember, a few weeks ago. Delicious tri-tip. We've all seen that. All of this is on sale at $3.99 a pound. That is a great, great price, especially when you consider the quality of meat we're talking about here. This is not you know, some USDA choice that you're getting off the grocery store shelf. This is grain-fed, locally sourced beef, highest quality you can imagine. So take advantage of this sale all the next few couple weeks, going all the way to Memorial Day. That's prime grilling time. SEC tournament this upcoming week, you're going to be cooking out. And then on Memorial Day, I know you'll have the grills fired up. Call them at 662-268-8148 to place your order or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com. 
Welcome home, beef. It just tastes good. Two brothers smoked meats. Hey, if you're, you're not wanting to cook it yourself, I know some guys who will take care of that for you. And that's at Two Brothers. Some of the best barbecue around. But it's not just barbecue when you go to Two Brothers. There's a lot, lot more on that menu. And we always invite you to go check it out. Sit out on the patio this weekend. It's going to be fantastic around Starkville. Uh, the weather is going to be really good. It's starting to get hot. Starting to get hot, Joel. I know you're excited. You and Carscadden both lovers of the heat. I do like the heat. Yeah, both of you can just... Well, I know a place where there's some heat. Why don't you go there? <laughs> I mean, that's that's wrong, man. You, you, you're wishing for my eternal destination. You know, I could, I could destination. wish... Uh, you wish for that in one hand and crap in the other. Which one's going to fill up first? Joel Coleman's <laughs> not going anywhere but up when his time comes. But if you uh, want to go up while you're here on Earth... Head over to Two Brothers Barbecue, <laughs> Two Brothers Smoked Meats, take a bite of food, and it'll take you right there. Our good friends over at Advantage Business Systems say, hey, look, we've got a supply of, 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 of inventory that has all the products that your business needs to succeed. It's got everything. It's got all the, the technology, all the computer software, anything a business needs, we have it. And then we're going to back it up with the best customer service that you can only get from your local Mississippi neighbors. Well, then... What more can you ask for? Advantage Business Systems is the place where your business takes off and you work with more profits and less problems. Call them today. Find out how they can help you. 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. You find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. So going back to my, my original question, that you know, why, why did state? You know, why do you feel better about the way state played tonight versus the way they played a week ago in that opener? And now Bednar coming uh, on uh, on on Friday. I, I do really feel good about Mississippi State's chances to win this series. From what I saw from Alabama, Alabama's uh, season is is really a big what if kind of thing. What if Connor Prelip had been healthy the whole year? You feel like they'd probably be comfortably in the tournament. Uh, listening to Eli Gold, who. There were, evidently people don't like him for baseball. I thought he was fine. Yeah, he was all right. And I, Lance Cormier, the guy I knew in color, gave great insight. I thought he was outside. You know, I, I love Barton Charlie, but outside of them, I thought that this may have been the best group I've, we've heard all year. Certainly better than that guy who in Oxford. <laughs> for God's sake, uh, Lance Cormier. It'd been a while since I heard that name, but he's former Brave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. former MLB. Um, but. I, Nothing. He said they they had the comment that Alabama has lost about 250 innings off of its pitching staff due to injury this year, and that's not that's not including their position player injury. So they have just they have really been beat up all year. And then you saw in the game tonight, you know, that poor first baseman, every man's nightmare right there, did a full split on the stretch <laughs> and then came up hobbling. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. Even the most ardent Alabama hater had to wince. Um, but I, I I do feel like State is in a good place here, whereas last week, you know, I, I my thought going into game two was, gosh, I, State needs to come out hitting here and, and get control of this game early, and and it just didn't go that way. What what's the keys for the, for the rest of this series for you? What, what what does State have to continue to do well? I mean, it feels like to me it may be just as simple as play clean, because mm-hmm. it really feels like when State struggles, it's those games where. They're giving extra outs and throwing the ball around and that kind of crap. And if you can avoid that, state's just better. And I mean, <laughs> it, it, sometimes it's as simple as that in sports. The better team, when they play at their typical capability level, 
is going to win. And I really think that it's as simple as that for Mississippi State. Look, Alabama's not trash by any stretch of imagination. They're, they're a good baseball team, and they're playing home, and they can hang with you, and they may, they may you know, win one, and it wouldn't just floor you if they won the next two. But by and large, State is the better team in Tuscaloosa this weekend. And if State plays clean and they don't give extra outs and they, they, they don't walk the yard, and I think they're fine. Okay, it feels really good that if they do that, they're going to win at least one of the next two. And you know, if they do it in both games, they're toting the brooms out there on on Saturday. And I think it's as simple as that. I think the lineups at a point now. I mean, Rowdy continues to get on base. Tanner continues to. Uh, and they took our suggestions. Oh, they did. They did. They threw Logan Tanner in the three hole. Mm-hmm. He didn't really do anything. No, but nobody did much of anything other than Tanner and Kellum. Yeah. Uh, Hancock, I thought, had a couple of well-hit balls, but they were out. Uh, DeBrule got on base. Um, Forsythe had a well-hit ball that I thought was going to get through. Ended up, Heck of a diving stop. Great stop, and they weren't able to do anything with it. But Kellum Clark, but we haven't talked about him yet. Yeah, <sighs> We talked about him prior to the season. We said maybe he could be the guy who fills in there. and He's a natural third baseman, so my, my guess is next year that they'll probably try to work him there. Uh, but I thought the lineup State played tonight, that's the best lineup right now. You, you just go ahead. James can't be on the field. He can he can hit, but he can't be on the field. He didn't hit tonight. But Leggett at third solidifies the infield. And then you just sort of see what you get out there and left with Kellum Clark. But you want his bat in the lineup. Too. Yeah. I mean, if Kellum's going to hit, then you're good with Tanner Leggett playing third base. The thing is, I mean, nothing against like Braylon Skinner, but – it's tough to have Leggett at third, Skinner in left, Forsyth at short. I'm not picking on the guys, but I mean, you get down to that seven, eight, nine in your order, and and when it's Skinner and Leggett and Forsyth, a pitcher kind of gets to say, I think I can make it through this inning. Yeah, you know, it's can those guys hurt you? Get on base and set this. Yeah, they could, but. Those are the guys that you're looking at in that batting order when you're the pitcher coming into the game, and you're like, yeah, I think I can navigate that. I'd make another that. switch. I'd put Leggett seventh and let Clark hit behind him. Just mix it up. <laughs> well, just that way you don't have back-to-back outs. You're not getting Clark on, and then you're bringing Rowdy back to the plate with two outs. And I mean, I mean, saying that, I mean, Forsyth's hit to to turn yeah, the yeah. I mean, the, the diving stop. I mean, I just well, think ball Leggett's the guy I mean, who can get on base. So, you know, you give. I'd like to see Clark have some RBI opportunities. You know, I don't have their numbers right in front of me. I could probably get it in like three clicks. But mm-hmm. I don't feel like Forsyth and Leggett are just automatic outs. Well, either. I mean, in, they're, they're, in conference play, they're only hitting around 200 or so, which is fine. I always, by the way, conference play is something that always, this time of year, I sort of laugh at because you're almost done with conference play. When you play in the regional, you're not playing conference teams. And in the super regional, probably not either. And then in Omaha, you see what happens. And then those are good teams, but they're not SEC teams. So which means they don't have, you know, the, the same caliber. Know, you of get pitching. to Omaha, about half the teams might be SEC teams. Well, that's true. <laughs> but on the year, Leggett's hitting like 230 and, and Forsyth's hitting like 260. And we've talked about this before. Not everybody has to be hitting 300. No. You know, a, a guy hitting 260 is fine. At the bottom of the order, that's fine. But now Kellum Clark has, has sort of. I mean, he's just seeing the ball well. Even his outs are hard hit. I mean, it takes pressure off of some of those other spots. Yeah. I mean, you're able to play. That's where I was getting a minute ago. You're able to stick with the defensive strongholds at short and third. And, and I mean, Clark, outside of the 
he had a terrible error last weekend against Missouri. Same error that Cumbus had, like the mm-hmm. game before when he kind of overran a ball and gets by you. But other than that, I mean, he's he's been fine and left. You know, they don't award gold gloves, I don't guess, in SEC baseball. But if they did, he's he's not winning one, I don't think. No. I mean, but but he's fine out there. Yeah. Combined, not his natural position. When you look at the you know just the total package of Kellum Clark and his bat combined with his fine defense, mm-hmm. he is the I think best overall left field package. Yes, I mean yeah. look after I the A and M. Compass is better defensively, but he's not as good a hitter. Skinner is much better, better defensively, defensively, but he's not nearly the hitter. Yeah, right now what state having Leggett there sort of helps out. Clark and left too, because you're not worried about balls getting through that you've got to deal with. All right, if the ball, chances are right now, a ball that gets through to left is either a base hit or a fly ball. It's not going to be a, a rolling ball that you got to try to make a play on. Leggett should be able to get most of those. So I, 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 I thought the lineup tonight. Again, I'm not, I'm not looking for. I don't think Chris Lamonis is sitting around looking for my approval, but I thought it was correct. I thought this is, this is the, the, the one through nine. This is how it needs to look. Going forward, at the end of the day, I think state's going to hit enough. It's just a matter yeah. of it's just a matter of are you going to get the outings like Christian McLeod had on Thursday night? And I'm not saying that every game has to be seven, eight innings of two run ball, but these guys, particularly McLeod and Bedner, I feel like they have to give you six. Yeah, you know, maybe well, and if they give you seven, state, great. But state is state is probably defensively cost themselves at least three wins. At least three. I think about that Arkansas Saturday game. I mean, the defense costs you that game. Um, well, I mean, look look at it Missouri, this way, too. Defense costs you a game. Yeah, and it, they won the game, um, the, the opener against Missouri a week ago. But if you'll remember, McLeod had the first couple outs in that game on like three pitches. And then there were some errors and some... You know, whatever, and before before you know it, you look up and he threw what like twenty five pitches in the first inning. Yeah, and you know, state gets into the bullpen early, and that's the night that they use uh, Preston Johnson and Brandon Smith and Landon Sims all on the same night. You wonder if 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 they don't make the errors in the first, and McLeod's able to go another inning or two, and maybe you save one of those guys. Does does Saturday, or I guess it would have been Friday. Does that game turn out different? Yeah. You know, you may have lost a game the next day because you made errors the day before. And that happened back a few series ago, remember, when State's errors caused them to basically have to go to Landon Sims. Yeah. And their fielding has cost them games, I feel like, even sometimes when it doesn't cost them the game the error happened in. Mm-hmm. It has sometimes caused a pitcher to have to throw more pitches, come out of the game, burn bullpen arms, and then you lose the next game because you don't have a good bullpen arm to go to. Mm-hmm. Or at least a, a more trustworthy wrong. one. So that's why I go back to my original point of if State plays clean... They, they've got enough to win. I, I like where they're at, not just this weekend, but every game. A few more scores of note here before we get out of here. Kansas State 4, TCU 2. They're struggling. West Virginia 5, Texas 4. And Kansas 7, Texas Tech 4. So all three Big 12 teams that are scheduled to be national seeds or close to it took a loss tonight. TCU is, they are struggling. I think they've lost five of their last six or something like that. State could, you know, this, the, everything is, tonight, everything that State wanted to have happen, happened around them. 
It's on them to win these next two games, but if they do so, they're going to be right back up there in that 4-5 range for the national seed. It's going to be funny if they're paired with Ole Miss, because that's where Ole Miss is lurking, that 12-13 range, assuming they win these next two games. Or not, I think if they win, they probably have done enough with one win, but if because winning two from Vandy was huge. But if they win tomorrow or, or, or Saturday, they're locked into a hosting spot, and where are they going to be? We're if almost there. If you're a, a non-biased observer, and mm-hmm. you're putting this thing together... Don't you do it? Well, that's what I, I thought back to a couple years ago, or the 2019, right? Ole Miss was the 12 and State was the 6. I mean, how does somebody at the NCAA go, guys, we could set records, just switch that around a little bit. Who's going to complain? Here's what I'll say, though. And yeah. I could be wrong. Correct me if I am, if you know. Okay. Isn't John Cohen on this, like, the chair of this committee or something, this guy? He's on the committee, yeah. I don't know if he's the chair. He's on the committee. I, I wonder, if does he raise his hand and either root for for or against that? See, if I'm John Cohen, I would have to have confidence in my team that's won 17 out of 20 against these guys. Yeah. And to know that I don't think we, just- will, <laughs> we will have a record crowd for Game 1, a record crowd for Game 2, and if there's a Game 3, you better put that thing in Davis Wade because there ain't, <laughs> you ain't going to have near enough. You better open up the hump with the, with the big screen to set 10,000 more people in there because everybody will come. The John Cohen I know wouldn't wouldn't run from anybody, I no, don't think. No. So interesting stuff. Interesting first uh day of this final weekend of the regular season. It really was a perfect night for Mississippi State, with the exception of Vandy beating Kentucky. I mean that's, Yeah, if, if Kentucky could have found a way to win, then that would have been everything. And maybe Tennessee. Ah, t- Tennessee is just sort of they're in second. They're gonna win the East, if nothing else. Yeah. So we'll see. All right, guys, we'll be back with you on Monday. We'll recap this whole full series, look ahead to the SEC tournament in Hoover. Don't forget, next week, the rumblings will be on our Tuesday show, so you'll send those questions in on Monday to us for us to answer, and then I'll be headed over to Hoover with Sports Talk Mississippi. For Joel T. Coleman, Woo! I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.